This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hang.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs. A fresh look at astrology shaped by channeled wisdom on the soul and its human journey. Enjoy inspirational insights on how to change karma and make changes for the better. And now, here's Tom. Welcome to The Soul's Journey. Uh, This is Tom Jacobs, evolutionary astrologer and channel from tdjacobs.com. Thank you for uh, joining me live tonight. We have an interesting interview to share with you today with uh, Maya Razek, who's a marriage and family therapist uh, in the L.A. area. Um, And this this show is is part of a year-long effort for me with Jupiter transiting through the sign of cancer, as you've been hearing me talk about in different ways on the show and in my blog and on YouTube, etc., um, to expand into the heart. But when you do that, if you're going to live a heart-centered life, if you're going to give importance and credence to living a heart-centered life, you, you must deal effectively <laughs> or learn how to deal effectively and consciously with what you may be carrying in there from the past. So a couple videos on YouTube to check out about Jupiter and Cancer um, and and past shows. I know that uh, people will find uh, this show on CTR and listen live and maybe not uh, realize that uh, there is almost a year – a year's worth of uh, archived episodes available when you subscribe to the podcast and iTunes. And what I've been doing the last few months uh, since Jupiter entered the sign of cancer in, uh, I think it was June 26th, and it's going to be for about a year from then. What I've been doing is looking at how to teach you more, uh, give you more insights, help you understand uh, better how to live a heart-centered life, how to deal with your feeling faculties, but is, is also your history as an emotional being, as an energetic being. So this, uh, this show tonight, in fact, is not about astrology, but it is about this uh, year-long uh, push for me to break out all the stops that I can, all the tools that I can to, to help you uh, live in your heart more, process the past, release it, and deal effectively with your faculties as a feeling being now. Evolution now is not in... You know, it's my one of my favorite images is like this, like um, hopeful image of holding hands in a group and wishing for the best. That is not spiritual evolution during these times. Uh, maybe that was necessary to get us to open up our upper chakras at one point, but now we have to be in all of our chakras. We have to be in our bodies. We have to be in our hearts. So uh, this is one of the things that I'm committed to. Now, fitting fitting with this, uh, on August 31st, I did – and I've talked about it for a few weeks on the show, and I want to um, give you a couple ideas, a couple um, uh, tidbits of testimonials and feedback I've received from people who participated in or who have heard the MP3 after the fact of the energetic emotional clearing event or energy emotion clearing event where I channeled Ascended Master Jehudi whom I've been channeling for a number of years, and also Archangel Metatron, also known as Sariel, who's one of my guides and, of course, well-known uh, to people who are familiar with angels, and um, a very powerful healing event to um, clear out the past, essentially recognizing that you cannot be present, 
You cannot do what you came here to do as a divine being if you are carrying garbage, junk, debris, dragging around bags of rocks, <laughs> balls and chains from the past emotionally and energetically. So this 91-minute MP3 will I, – I swear to you, will change your life <laughs> if you let this, the Archangel and the Ascended Master work on you. You can get that through tdjacobs.com. It's linked from uh, the homepage also in my blog. So that is a big deal. Uh, one, I've heard very interesting things from people who have heard this, and it's some, for most people who have responded uh, to it or give me feedback, it's taken a few days to get there because the effects are much deeper than the normal full moon uh, release calls that I was doing for almost a year and a half with this end of Master Jehudi. Deeper, you know, going down into your history. Um, Different people have been saying, um, you know, just having decades-long uh, issues that they know weigh them down but didn't know what to do with, the inner voice has shifted. So it's harder to do that destructive habit. It's not fulfilling. It's not satisfying anymore to drink a little too much or eat a little too much or to uh, think a negative thought a little too often. And so these are powerful, powerful effects. And I want you to get that MP3 and, and go through this process. And when you get the MP3, I will send you an email with instructions to prep you for it because it's a big deal. It's not something to listen to while you're driving or operating a construction crane or something like that. Uh, so I'll send you that email and then I'll send you the MP3 as well. Um, anyway, so that's that's a bit that's a big deal as far as you know dealing with our emotions. As far as upcoming events, I'm announcing for the first time I'll be in Venice, California, Sunday, October 20th at noon at Mystic Journey Bookstore. It's going to be a talk on astrology and soul evolutionary astrology karma, past lives, that kind of thing. Details to be announced, but I want if you're in the uh, LA area, uh, mark your calendars because I'll be there uh, doing a workshop as well as a book signing. And um, the Intuitive Skills Development Course begins September 29th for nine weeks, and this is a chance to uh, learn to uncover and trust your intuition and become your own guide as you also learn to work with your own guides and, and understand the wisdom that, that comes from these unseen beings. So those are those are all my announcements. Thanks for bringing with me. And now I'm going to introduce uh, Maya Razik, my guest. And um, uh, Maya is a, a therapist uh, in LA. And um, uh, we met, I guess, uh, maybe 2006, 2007, and um, and worked with each other and kind of just kind of really hit it off. But then uh, haven't hadn't been in touch until I got an email earlier this year saying that uh, her book was done. Her book. A transformational CPR, a guide to opening the heart. So I'm 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 thrilled to welcome you to the show, Maya. Thank you for for coming on to play with me. Oh, thank you, Tom. It's really great to be here. Great, good. So what what I want to do is um uh, I want to talk about uh how your work got to where you know what it is, how it developed, where this book came from, and then I want to talk to you, kind of pick your brain about strategies and tools for um not just you know, seeing what we carry emotionally, but also what is it? To, this is something as I was reading your book jumped out at me loudly was I want to pick her brain live on the air about what it takes to commit to nurturing the self, to caring for the self, to being responsible for the self, which, which leads to true maturation. And, and the book really uh, screams that you've gone through this process. I mean, it's just like it couldn't be a plainer statement of, you know, a depth uh, process of, yes, of this was the experience. This is what I thought was happening. 
this is what I decided to do to heal the thing. So, um, so first, let's let's talk about you know what you do, what you do with clients on a on a regular basis. Well, let's see. I've got a practice here in Santa Monica, private practice. I've had for gosh, I think it's a just right about thirteen years. Uh-huh. And um, most of the work that I do is really, uh, it's perfect as I was listening to you talk about this month in terms of astrology about opening the heart. Yeah. Um, That's really the work I do is learning how to live with a really fully open heart. And um, the book Transformational CPR is centered on the work I do. And, you know, as it sounds, you know, transform. I mean, if you think of cardiopulmonary resuscitation in the Mm -hmm. physical sense, um, really taking someone who's, you know, in a crisis mode, who's gone unconscious and literally reviving the physical heart, bringing them back to a state of consciousness and presence. Um, it's really a, a, a metaphor for awakening the emotional heart, the spiritual heart, and reviving consciousness, bringing us back to um, living with an open heart in spite of all the trauma that happens throughout a lifetime, um, all the crisis that happens, uh, all the heartbreaks. And really, you know, the first thing we typically do when we get injured emotionally is we will contract stop breathing, close the heart yeah. and, and protect ourselves, go into a um, defensive mode. And um, so the work is about learning the exact antithesis, learning how to keep the heart from shutting because yeah, yeah we need the heart open during um, heartbreak, during trauma, during crisis, during loss, um, learning how to truly access the, the authentic self, the heart self. And, um, and drawing on the love that's always present. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. It's this is um, where I asked my if it was okay if uh, if I shared uh, with you listeners just some some uh, info about her ast- astrology chart. I'm not going to share her data today, but um, just in general, uh, Maya has a, a Cancerian sun in the eighth house, the house of Pluto and Scorpio. So here you're you're hearing somebody who is, you know. Probably, you know, definitely had experiences of having that, you know, disconnect from that heart, but kind of, you know, the, 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 the brave path is in, in being aware of it. And so, and, and as Maya, as I mentioned to you that I wanted to, to share some details of your chart, you know, the whole reason is because we sometimes fear being what astrologers would call Plutonian. And that's kind of what we're talking about. Looking at something difficult, challenging, that, that's deeply painful, but staying aware of it is the remedy. But most yes. of us don't really know how to do that. And um, the other thing to say is, Maya, Maya, you have a Scorpio rising and Neptune and Scorpio in the first. And so, you know, it kind of more Scorpio energy, more need to be open and truthful, more need to look, you know, behind what is painful and see the truth. And and honestly, I, I haven't mentioned this to you <laughs> in all the times we've, we've spoken and written in the last few weeks about this stuff, but um, – the, the Plutonian archetype, Scorpio, Pluto, eighth house, it is about transformation. Like that's uh, one of the main – yeah, I didn't even uh, need to mention it to you, but it's one of the major tr- keywords. But because the thing that um, is the grounds for transformation yes. can be so painful and sometimes we look at it and think it's darkness or neg- you know, it has negative 
frequencies associated with it because it's painful and you know perhaps destructive. We we are afraid you know to to walk into it, but when we do, then we transform. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So yeah, well, good. So so you know the book tells your and the book, by the way, I, I haven't mentioned this yet, but it's available on Amazon and Kindle. Um, and uh, the book tells a, a number of stories of your, you know, I guess maybe we could say your your path to being, you know, to be, to becoming willing to transform through stepping into these emotional, you know, the the the, the heavier yeah. emotional things. And um, there's just example after example of you walking into something and finding out that you needed to, you know, add a tool. In, including presence, including, you know, being willing to be aware of something. But, but it's a, um, it's a very eighth house Plutonian journey. It's a Scorpio journey, and I'm a Scorpio. I love that, and uh, I'm always trying mm-hmm. to, you know. So that's one of the inspirations to to have you on the show because, because as I said, we're we're afraid of the truth. You know, we're we're often afraid of the truth. So, um, tell me, just you know, give me some insights, kind of off the cuff, or, or ideas, or strategies for. You know, what does it take in your experience, uh, and then also, I mean, your experience, but also working with others in this realm, what does it take to become willing to look at the thing that seems impossible to deal with? What does it, what does it take to get there? That's, that's a great question, Tom. <laughs> um, you know, and, and that is a lot of what the book is about, you know, yeah. um, learning the tools to transform and to um, come back to to awakeness or consciousness um you know it's it's broken into three parts just just like cpr you know and i've broken it into um consciousness presence and receptivity Mm -hmm. so the first step really is the awareness you know having an awareness that you have disconnected from your your heart that you have disconnected from your your core um when we have a painful experience and i think just as you said i think many of us have a tendency to avoid um dealing with painful emotions we'd rather not (laughs) right so so i think you know again a lot of us the impulse is to just get busy and distract ourselves and and hope it will go away and and shove the feelings down and so the you know the first step is really teaching people to um to have the awareness and to again learn how to walk uh, to 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 sit with the emotion to to learn a way to actually go into the stillness to um experience the emotion and just as you mentioned you know in the process of experiencing the emotion we do have a transformation yeah. which you know bringing us right to the present which is just you know um, I have a quote by Rumi in the book about, you know, it's not about attaining anything. It's more about removing the blocks or the obstacles to what is already present, which, you know, is the heart center, the love that exists. It, it already is the core of who we are. And um, when we disconnect, we actually cut off our air supply. We cut off our supply to that loving presence. Uh-huh. Thank Which is you. exactly what we need in a crisis. Yeah, exactly. Well, well. So that that leads me to the f- the fourth and final detail about your chart that, that I will share, and that's that that you have the planet Pluto in the tenth house in Virgo, and and I just want to you know I know I've said this to you as we've worked together, but I just want to reiterate it now and also for the listeners. Pluto in the tenth says that you you know over the course of many lives you become um, you know 
confident and strong through being in the world or having a place in the world, including a job or career or place in a community. But what, and it's an earth house and Virgo is about doing and it's an earth sign. So you have this, this idea of like a major tool for you and, and basically everybody born from 1958 to 1971 with Pluto and Virgo, major tool is doing. And so as I read the book, I'm, I'm, I'm recognizing how many times you catch yourself realizing that you can't, you're not going to solve the thing by continuing to do. And, and what you just said, the kind of distracting, you know, ourselves from, from our experience. And, and, um, you know, I'm just offering this, you know, offering this, this image, uh, to, to, to our listeners of, um, this impulse to do is actually trained. <laughs> you know, it's a learned behavior and we, we rely on what, what our, what our, you know, in intellect can do or what it what it might do and 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 again and again in the book you talk about needing to sit still and that is like this neptunian presence thing that w- that's really important to get to so so you know you had to train yourself to stop distracting yourself yes <laughs> yes you know and there are many techniques you know and and yeah. you know several there's you know um i think meditation is probably one of the best training grounds to really practice the art of, of going inward, the art of stillness. Um, it really does train us to turn down the volume of those external voices and the, the impulse to look outside for the answers or for validation or fulfillment. And it really does, again, train us to go inward, to connect with those inner guides um, that never steer us wrong. Right. Thank you. So Never. we're gonna we're gonna take the first break. Uh, stick stick with me. I'm Tom Jacobs on the Soul's Journey. My guest is Maya Razik. We'll be right back. answers to help you navigate life the book jehudi speaks offers wisdom channeled from ascended master jehudi aka thoth saint germain and merlin on humanity's opportunities during these exciting times jehudi speaks provides what you need to know to grow and evolve on earth now a compilation of four channeled books jehudi speaks explores karmic relationships our relationships with animals loss and death of all kinds why the imbalance between masculine and feminine occurred, and how to end it, and tools to evolve, including working with intuition and spirit guides, integrating past lives, and the truth about manifestation and abundance. Order Jehudi Speaks today through tdjacobs.com. The way you're wired is no accident. Your soul has divine intentions for this life. Understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world. A Soul's Journey soundbite from astrologer and channel Tom Jacobs is a 15-minute MP3 reading on your major life themes. Tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you, your values, passions, fears, and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul. Gift yourself and others with insight and understanding by ordering your Soul's Journey soundbite today at tdjacobs.com. 
Welcome back to The Soul's Journey. This is Tom Jacobs, your host, evolutionary astrologer and channel from tdjacobs.com. And um, tonight my guest is Maya Razik, MFT, who is a, a therapist, but who's also um, living a heart-centered life, teaching people how to do this, incorporating a lot of um, deep emotional transformational work into, into her work so that it's not about talking uh, about an issue, but it's about feeling and, uh, you know, coming into the heart and dealing with what is there. So, um, Maya, when we left off, you mentioned there are lots of techniques and meditation is, you know, is, is, a, is an important one. I know that, uh, for me personally, um, you know, strict meditation, um, is really hard for me. So I do other things. I meditate, but it doesn't always look like meditation. So I guess I'm, you know, like for, for me, bike riding and cooking are excellent ways to <laughs> tap into, you know, that inner guidance and, and calm the mind. And, and, um, consequently, I'm trying to do those things all the time, you know, to try to, to create that special space. But, you know, and, and you're working with people and you're meditating, but you're also working with people where you're recommending they do it. When it's hard, you know, what can you, what can you offer for people sure, to give sure. it a different perspective um, or a different approach to meditation? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, meditation is just one tool, but, you know, there are so many types of meditation. So um, it's one of the things I do is teach meditation. But also, you know, there's a lot of breathing techniques. And the type of work I do is very body-oriented. It's somatic okay. work. Okay. So um, we do a lot of movement and uh, locating where the blocks and holding patterns in the body uh, reside. And in doing that, releasing energetic holding patterns along with having a cognitive awareness about what the block is. Right. And, and having a release through the body on a cellular level at the same time is incredibly powerful. Um, so in, in terms of working through trauma and releasing old negative patterns, it's brilliant. Um, and, and, you know, and then having the, the awareness, as I said, being so important because it doesn't, you know, knowing what your triggers are, knowing where they came from is, is important, but, but more so in the present moment is knowing what does trigger you and, and, and what that feels like in the body, how to identify it and then what to do about it. So, again, a lot of the work is about getting present because when we're triggered, what happens is we actually split off from our core, from our heart. Okay. You know, if I, I'm a big believer in The Course in Miracles, and, and The Course in Miracles says there are only two thought forms, only two things ever happening. And one is, you know, fear-based thoughts. The other is, is loving thoughts. So we can't have both simultaneously. Right. So if we're having a negative thought, if we're having a negative experience, which is going to be based on a negative thought, then we, we have, that's a clue that we've split off from our core because you can't be in your core and feeling bad about yourself at the same time. You know, okay. so again, a lot of the techniques of breathing and movement and um, meditation, like I said, was just one tool. But um, I too had, I'm, I've been an, I'm an incredibly active person Um my book talks about all the ways that I distracted myself for 30 years um, before yeah. I learned how to get still because I was terrified. And I find that a lot of the people that come to me are dealing with extreme anxiety. Um, and anxiety really is nothing more than the inability to feel our feelings. Right, right. So learning how to do that, learning what to do with it. Um, and learning how to embrace the fear, you know, not that the fear doesn't, shouldn't be there or, 
but how to really embrace that fear and still be willing to step into the present moment. Well, see, now that is the Plutonian transformation opportunity that, that I mean, this is, you know, another reason why you and I hit it off when we met years ago mm-hmm. is because I was headed towards developing this whole thing about, look, the fear exists, you know, but in terms of astrology, but, you know, the Plutonian thing, it's the stuff we, we hide under the surface, the stuff we're um, terrified to face, and consequently, we can engineer our our whole lives around not triggering the thing that we're afraid to feel. And this this thing is, you know, I talk about it as you know the human empowerment journey, and basically, it requires you know uh, stepping into being being willing to deal with fear, and in that, you actually change your relationship with fear because it doesn't go mm-hmm. away. We want to banish it. But you alter your relationship with it, and that is the transformational possibility. And and for for those following along who are, who are you know reading the Soul's Journey books and following what I'm doing, that is getting like clearing a space so soul can actually come through into your life, and you become aware of, oh, I don't have to be afraid of what might happen. I'm more able to see how I can choose to respond, and that is this deep soul level empowerment. And and when we do that, we um we become forces to be reckoned with, not to be like you know dramatic or melodramatic, but we become agents of change. And and that for me is bringing soul through and having an effect, you know, on the world. But but we engineer our lives to avoid being aware of you know seeing the fear become real, but you're saying embrace it. Yeah, we embrace it, and 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 you know the the um, transformation happens when we're willing to see it in a different way. We're willing to actually see it in in a way that um, we've never seen it before. You know, not through the ego mind, not through the old beliefs, not through the subconscious mind of negative thought systems, but but really seeing things through with more clarity. Really see, being willing to see things. You know, the Course in Miracles again talks about the willingness. The miracle happened. The miracle is the willingness to see something in a different way, because that's when the shift happens, and that's the transformation. Yeah. So, so with anxiety, with with these fears, I, I kind of want to go down this road uh, mm. with with you with these fears. Um, and and this is you know not again not to be melodramatic but it can be very dramatic. Do you do you find people like when you kind of trace back to you know the part of the person that's feeling it and where it lives in the body and that emotional mm-hmm. situation? Do you find there's kind of ultimately a fear of a fear of death that kind of is at the root of it? You know, like if I if I feel this, my gosh, oh, yes. it's so aw- tell oh, uh, yes. just tell me about your you know your experience oh, yes. with that, and then also like. I don't know if any client stories come to mind or just general yes. anecdotes. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I can fear tell of death. You, um, yeah. you know, it really is a fear of death. I mean, literally, it is the fear of the ego dying. Um, I think, you know, my first experience truly waking up in, in the presence of my teacher years ago, um, um, I, you know, I was in a lot of pain, um, in a lot of anxiety, um, on the run, you know, you name it. Um, it j- just come out of a very painful relationship and um, was with my teacher. And, and it's exactly what we did was with that fear 
and like absolute terror. I, I wouldn't even call it fear. I would go as far as say terror <laughs> yeah. of allowing myself to just experience what I was feeling. Um, I was I was absolutely terrified. But, um, you know, the the ability to drop into the present moment and be willing just for one instant. Yeah. to experience what was there. You know, I was like, okay, I can go back to all the other any second, but if I just give myself one moment to just drop in, I have nothing to lose. I've never done it before, and uh-huh. I'm too exhausted to keep running. Uh-huh. So I felt, okay, I'm willing to um, take this fear, let it be here, but just give myself the opportunity to see what happens when I actually give this present moment, this feeling, my full attention. And, and you were having, you were experiencing the support of somebody who yes. clearly has gone through that process and who's looking yes. at you, knowing you're not going to die. Right? That's kind of, uh, you know, that's kind of part of the part of the thing. Like whatever you yeah. fear may happen, this other person is clear that I'm holding the space. Yeah, holding the space. Holding the yeah. space for that, you to to have whatever experience you're about to have. Um, yeah. And my experience really, truly was um, transcending the thought forms, the stories that we create that keep us from being present. And when I allowed the stories to come up and then I just allowed them to dissipate and come back to just the emotion of what I was feeling, that's what I was guided to do. And and really what happened is letting go of all the stories, whether future or past, Uh because stories are always about future or past. They're anything but present. Right. (laughs) And so, and my book is all about how to get present. And so when we drop into the present, the experience that we have is that of core self. What's at the center of our consciousness? What is at the heart center? And I mean, I know that we've read every spiritual text on the planet, you know, and they all yeah. have, you know, different language and, you know, and different philosophies. But at the root, they all say the same thing, that at the at the core of our being is a sense of well-being, is a sense of peace. Yeah. It's who we are at our core. And so when we get present, that's what we're met with. It's 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 not what we think it is. It isn't, it isn't terror or fear or anything negative it can't be well it's also not an idea of something positive it's it's neither an idea of something negative or that that image it's it's also not an image it's the experience of that you know you know you say well-being calm Mm. groundedness presence being in the moment well so so let's pick this up where we come when we come back we're going to take our second break this is a soul's journey i'm tom jacobs my guest is my erasic we'll be right back wired is no accident your soul has divine intentions for this life understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world 
A Soul's Journey soundbite from astrologer and channel Tom Jacobs is a 15-minute MP3 reading on your major life themes. Tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you, your values, passions, fears, and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul. Gift yourself and others with insight and understanding by ordering your Soul's Journey soundbite today at tdjacobs.com. Looking for answers to help you navigate life? The book, Jehudi Speaks, offers wisdom channeled from Ascended Master Jehudi, a.k.a. Thoth, St. Germain, and Merlin on humanity's opportunities during these exciting times. Jehudi Speaks provides what you need to know to grow and evolve on Earth now. A compilation of four channeled books, Jehudi Speaks explores karmic relationships, our relationships with animals, loss and death of all kinds, why the imbalance between masculine and feminine occurred and how to end it, and tools to evolve, including working with intuition and spirit guides, integrating past lives, and the truth about manifestation and abundance. Order Jehudi Speaks today through tdjacobs.com. If you want to stay on top of everything that's happening at Contact Talk Radio, there's no simpler way than following us on Twitter. You'll know what shows are currently playing, who the special guests are, what topics are being discussed. The information is always fresh. You can follow us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash CTR Network. It's easy. Again, that's twitter.com slash CTR Network. Better living is just a tweet away. Welcome back to The Soul's Journey. This is Tom Jacobs, evolutionary astrologer and channel from tdjacobs.com. And I'm talking today with uh, Maya Razik. Uh, and I didn't mention this yet, but uh, you can find her on the web at mayarazik.com, M-A-Y-A-R-A-S-A-K.com. And uh, the book that, that is kind of behind this whole conversation uh, that, that Maya has authored is Transformational CPR, A Guide to Opening the Heart. And uh, what she does, that we have different... Uh, um, uh, tools, different things we've learned how to do, we're ending up in the exact same place and our work kind of really overlaps and, and uh, she's gracious enough to come on the show to, to support me and kind of my Jupiter and Cancer year uh, to, uh, to help us understand more about living in the heart. So, so Maya, so you know your triggers and you take responsibility for them. Like you know, you know, like if I have an abandonment issue or something like that, then I know that about myself. So then I'm in a situation in which it gets triggered with another person. What do I do? Like how not now what well, armed with that knowledge that's my trigger, right. what do I do? Um, you know, part of it is is okay, so you identify that. Um and also we identify what your old coping skills have been in those okay. situations. You know, typically we've all learned some coping strategies from childhood. Good news is you learn them, right? It got you through childhood. Uh The bad news is we we tend to act them out then as an adult unconsciously even when they're unnecessary or they're maladaptive or unhealthy or self-sabotaging. And so I think part of it, too, is is learning learning tools, self-nurturing tools, different kinds of ways to um, implement um, self-soothing techniques that replace the old unhealthy ones. Right. So, for example, right. in the past, if one way was 
to uh, cope with that by, I don't know, going on a drinking binge, you know, drugs and alcohol, or, you know, just a way of zoning out, of not uh, not handling your emotions. Um, obviously, that isn't going to serve you in later years and isn't going to get you any closer to where you want to be. Right. So, you know, again, it's it's learning. Um, it, we, it, it, a lot of the work I do is also teaching people tangible tools. They'll walk away with a toolkit, literally. And I tell people that in our first meeting is, you know, one of the things you will learn in here is, you know, it's not psychoanalysis. You won't be in here for years learning right. <laughs> to identify so deeply with what your issues are. It's yeah. more about um, knowing what they are, but then, you know, we want to see some change rapidly. We want to get people feeling better and having actual changes and walking away with a toolkit, tools they can actually implement immediately and start right. putting those tools into practice and um, and then refining them. You know, uh-huh. come back in, tell me how it's working, let's fine-tune this, fine-tune that. So, you know, it's an individual um, journey because it really is dealing with how people have dealt with issues in the past, um, what those triggers are, understanding them, learning how they feel in the body because I really help people use the body as a barometer to really get to know how things feel in the body because the body doesn't lie. Right. It's the site of manifestation of everything, and it tells it, you. It is. It is. Yeah. And when you know in your body what fear feels like, what anxiety feels like, what it feels like when you've just abandoned, self-betrayed, self-betrayed yeah. you know, or you've crossed a boundary or somebody else has crossed a boundary, and, you know, and to know what that feels like in the body so you start knowing what's happening and you start having a language for it. And then you have tools to know what to do about it rather than going back to the old ways. And one thing that's incredibly important is to recognize typically when we're triggered, what we'll do is split off and we're back in our past. We're back in the childhood injury and we literally regress. So we're no Uh longer present. So Uh one one of the tools is learning how to literally get present. First, you have to identify that you've split off. And secondly, Uh we have to learn how to bring ourselves back to the present moment so we can be back in our right mind. Yeah. To be, right. yeah, to get present and to, to be able to get clarity and, and act in a way that's going to be a healthy response rather than a reactive mode that we've gone into in the past. Perfect. Yeah. This, cause there's a huge, there's a huge difference between reaction and response. Yeah. And, uh, and when you react to something, it is, by definition, well, more or less not thinking, but response is where you can consider what's happening and, you know, notice what's happening in your body or notice what you're doing and what you may be inclined to do, like you're saying the past patterns, what you may be habituated to do in a knee-jerk way. And, um, yeah, so we all need to get to responsive instead of reactive. And I, I think that's a major task for I mean, every human in every life. I mean, I think that that is one of the mm-hmm. core things of of being here, especially if if we look at other people as reflecting what we need to learn about ourselves, you know, which mm-hmm. is a very prevalent metaphysical New Age, you know, idea that our relationships show us who we are, and and uh, you know, people come into our lives when we need to see something particular. So if, anyway, so the response versus re- reactivity is a big thing. Well, it's a good point. You, yeah. So, so given what given what you explained right before I kind of d- just said those things, would you 
Can you give us a story from the book? Can you kind of give us just a little taste of the kind of thing that's in the book about, you know, when, when you got, um, so exhausted from avoidance and then had to kind of put all this into play and really get real about it? Can you kind of give us a story from that time in your life? Yeah. Um, well, I think the most pronounced, you know, my chapter 24, Dark, Dark Night of the Soul, uh-huh. Um, was really after, you know, years of, of heartbreak, mostly through relationship. I think everybody can relate to that. Um, yeah. and, you know, betrayals and, and getting hurt several times, but, and, and running from my feelings, you know, and jumping to the next relationship or the next distraction. Um, and I think after a lot of years of doing that, it caught up with me and, um, I was bedridden with pneumonia twice you know, back-to-back, literally, Uh walking uh pneumonia the first time. And the second time, you know, so bad, I was literally like, you know, the universe said, okay, you're going to sit still, whether you like it or not. Uh Uh-huh, exactly. Um, And I literally was um, bedridden, and, um, you know, I'm lucky I pulled out of it, but I think what happened in that time, um, I had one night, and then this is in the book, um, where I really thought I was dying. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't breathe. I could not catch my breath, and it was pretty yeah. terrifying. Um, and I think, you know, it just felt to me like everything, all the emotions, all the grief that we had been stored up year after year yeah. that had gone yeah. uh, undealt with really just caught up. And um, I, you know, had... You know, if, if you're interested, you can read the book, but I don't want to go too much into it. But I really had just an outpouring yeah. of literally releasing emotions, tears, um, really confronting a lot of the things that I'd put off for, you know, so, so long. And in that process, um, you know, just I'm obviously shortening it here, but, it, you know, in yeah. that process, a lot of the transformation that happened was, one, I got better physically, but I really had that ability to now know wow, okay, as fearful as I am, it's, I'm not uh-huh. going to die. And right. it's, it's making me better. And I, I could feel my whole body going through a transformation, um, my psyche, my body, on every level, as yeah. I began to sort of deal with a lot of the you know, past traumas and, and things that had been tucked away and not dealt with and buried. Can I, can I actually read part of a paragraph from that chapter? Oh, yeah, please. Sure. That's actually what I had open before oh, okay. uh, I called you tonight because uh, that's what I was revisiting because that – and I was, I was you know, kind of figuring if I asked you to tell a story, that might be the one you tell. Um, yeah. But I wanted to give you the option. But um, essentially <laughs> in, that, in, that, you know, in that space of releasing all this um, – and I'm kind of starting in the middle of a paragraph. But uh, this state of receptivity is allowing me to receive loving thoughts about myself and for that I'm grateful I'm giving myself the gift of love. I'm allowing myself full access to the love inside my own heart. I yell, I love you out loud. I am here for you now and always. It feels so good to shout those words out and accept them as the truth. Allowing my heart to break completely is giving me direct experience of absolute freedom and total love. No more bondage. The body never lies, and my body is responding positively. And, you know, obviously, as you're writing that, I can kind of feel you kind of, you know, remembering that viscerally, that feeling of oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that moment, though, I love Total you out loud. Freedom. 
I yeah. yell it out loud. I'm yeah. here for you now and always. And, and so that's just, that's a really nice moment that I was, I was rereading before we, before we connected, uh, for the show tonight. Well, and, well, uh, and that's just it, you know, that, that concept of freedom, you know, and what it uh-huh. means to truly be free. Um, you know, it has nothing to do with, with, you know, being behind bars. It really, you know, uh-huh. being free in the heart is, you know, being willing in the face of fear to dive into the present, dive into whatever emotion is, is happening. Whatever is occurring in any moment, to be willing to fully give it your attention. Yeah. You know, again, even if it's just for a moment, but to touch it and to allow the, um, you know, if it's heartbreak, if it's grief, is to allow uh-huh. the the heart to truly break all the way. You know, is to let it break open to the core and to allow that yeah. loving presence to come forth. That's when we need to call on it most. Well, see, so so I want to I want to tell you like <laughs> how I. You know, I've been trained to do energy work on people by guides and masters and angels. And, you know, as I go into somebody's space and observe what kind of shapes and contours exist in their energetic emotional fields, you know, as you're talking and you're, you know, it's not just, you know, deciding to be open or deciding to be free. But as you allow that emotion to break, whether it's a wave or, you know, or bars that crack or, you know, you know, two by fours that crack, whatever, whatever image might, you know, might come for, forward for a person and, and what broke. Um, when that breaks, the structure of the energy, which is emotion wrapped around belief, you know, which results in a pattern, that is what breaks. And so to get to these intense experiences that, that we may fear that, that frankly often involve health crises, frankly. Uh, but to get yeah, to that place yeah. is the place of breakage. I want to tell you something that I haven't um, – I don't really share with people because uh, um, it is one of the more terrifying moments uh, of, of my own life. And uh, um, a few years ago, I, I uh, was exploring different ways of cleansing my liver, knowing that the liver stores the energy of anger. Anger. So exp- yeah. <laughs> anger, yeah. I was exploring this, and I probably – over the course of a couple of years, uh, stumbled, you know, like an uneducated moron into probably eight or nine ways you can overstimulate the liver to release energy. <laughs> so, yeah, I, you know, I stumbled in because, you know, whatever I was doing, um, I was drinking carrot juice on a cleanse. I was doing um, milk thistle. I was doing all these different things to help the liver, not really thinking, you know, and I had my own respiratory issues during this time, including uh, some uh, – I think three bouts of asthma that I thought were going to kill me. And uh, so since then I've, I've learned like how to actually deal with that in the moment. And, and the reason just anecdotally for people who may be thinking like, well, how does that work? For some reason, um, the, the, the meridia uh, liver and lung are not connected, but if the liver is dumping too fast, this is what I learned later, if the liver is dumping too fast, somehow energy can jump to the lungs to be expressed. And so again, you know, Anger might be liver, grief might be lungs, but there's this weird connection if the liver is dumping too fast to be able to process it. So I had these, you know, um, moments with God, you know, near, you know, fearing my death in the middle of the night alone, living alone, you know, uh, in my little house in Tucson. And um, so I kind of relate to that, that feeling, you know, that you describe yeah. in the book, which is why I wanted to read that because it, it is going into – and it required – release, but I had to physically manifest the old belief and fear. And so, you know, this, this work isn't just about your mind 
or your emotions or your body. It's not just about you know, any particular aspect of your being. But if you're going to go on a healing path, if you're going to become more conscious, if you're going to meditate with the intention to alter your life for the better, you're going to find the things in your world, the structures, you know, within your field and consciousness that don't work and have to break. And we do sometimes have, you know, these physical crises accompany the emotional crisis. And mm, so I was yeah. glad to read about that in your, and not glad that you experienced all that, you know, you had to go through the, the pneumonia thing, but, but that I was glad to read about your experience in that, with that in the book, because that is often how we meet these things that are trying to resolve themselves in our lives. Yeah, you know, and I mean, hopefully we can heal those things before it manifests on yeah, totally. an illness <laughs> or a disease, you know, but yeah. oftentimes it does have to get to that point for some of us who are extra stubborn yeah. um, before we can, you know, are forced to pay attention and, and you know, go deeper. And I think um, most of us choose at that point, you know, we want to live <laughs> and, you know, we yeah. want to heal. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I'm not saying that we should go there, but yeah, it offered that, you know, for you to, to stop, to slow down, to be still, you know, and for, and for me in my case, it was a little different, but, you know, but to get to the place where I had to look at the thing, it, it did require kind of something to, to snap me out of that. And, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, so good. I, I've actually I just realized I've been um, misstating the subtitle of the book, so I just want to be clear. Transformational CPR, a guide to awaken the heart. Awakening the heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that. I was messing that up. No, that's uh, okay. I was going to correct you, and I thought, well, you know, they'll figure it out. And um, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It, anyway, if you you know if you type in transformational CPR, I think it, it'll come up on Amazon or iTunes or or Barnes and Noble. They're all you know or Barnes and Noble. Great. It, I think just with that, it'll come up. So. Yeah. Well, good. Well, this is good. Thanks for coming on to play with me. We're not done quite done yet, but I just feel like pausing for a moment and. Uh, Sure. Uh, yeah, it's kind of an intense few minutes. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a little scorpionic moment. Yeah. So. Well, and just, um, yeah, bringing yeah. up the past, um, you know, illness. I mean, that was so many years ago, but um, uh-huh. it's a good reminder because, you know, even even now, today, still, there are moments when I'm reminded, okay, I'm moving too quickly. Um, I need to slow down need to take a pause. It's it's especially true today for all of us with the technology that's gotten so crazy and moments where we used to be fully present, you know, just waiting uh-huh. in line at the bank or the market or, God, yeah. I mean, anywhere, the car wash, you know, even at a stoplight, the first thing most people do, they're picking up their phones and checking emails or they're texting or they're on Facebook. <laughs> and so every spare minute is being absorbed in, you know, a computer or you know, where we're losing a lot of the face-to-face or, or moments of stillness. And I yeah. think it's harder nowadays to um, practice silence and presence. I think we have to, um, you know, be really diligent about carving out that time every day, even if it's a small amount of time. But even if it's only five minutes at the start or end or even in the yeah. middle of your day to, to reconnect and, um, and get still, so important. I've been actually redoing or reconnecting with that the last uh, few weeks or so, noticing that, noticing that, frankly, my sleep hasn't been completely restful, and I'm realizing it's, you know, being somebody self-employed, I'm constantly, 
you know, developing something new or promoting something or, you know, prepping for a show yeah. or whatever, you know, con- you know, in that process. And I, and I, I sometimes lose track of that. And then I realize that I'm not relaxing. So I'm not sleeping well. So I've been, I've been consciously going back to that. And, and I'm a very Neptunian person, which is the, the archetype of escape or stillness and presence. Uh, that's, that's the uh, archetype okay. that I'm, uh-huh. you know, and, uh, you know, you and I each have it prominently. And, uh, so I've been taking a cue as we've been, um, you know, reconnecting over the last few weeks because Good. like, yeah. uh, to stop and look, you know, and to be, and to be really aware of that. So I'm great. I'm grateful for that, uh, that reminder, that reminder from you. You're, you're a great example, I think, of Neptune in the first. And as people read the book, uh, they'll, they'll mm-hmm. find out that you have had your own kind of escapist things and not looking things, but, you know, lot, not being sure how to face something. But, but I think now with sure. this, you have a rhythm of constantly coming back and reminding people to come back to, yeah, but what's really happening and, and what are you feeling and, and to be still enough to be able to take that in. So I'm, I'm grateful for that reminder from you. And, and I really, well, and, and, and the getting still is, is, is really um, a reminder of the truth because often we get caught up in beliefs that are simply not the truth, but we, you know, we experience them as our truth. Uh-huh. And we lose touch with the the absolute truth. The absolute truth being what's at the core of our being. It's it's not the thoughts that were imperfect or lacking anything at all. And when yeah. we get still, what we get in touch with is the authentic self, the true self, the truth of who we are, which you know is is perfect. It doesn't lack anything. We're not That's in right. need of anything. We have everything we need. That's right. Thank you. So, so, um, so tell people how, uh, they can get in touch with you and how they can get the book. Um, so, um, my website is myarassic.com. Um, and, you know, there are ways you can get the book on the website that will take you to either Amazon or, and it's on all the ebooks. So it's on Kindle through Amazon and Great. iTunes and, uh, Barnes and Noble. Um, and uh, should I give a phone number? Is that um, if if you want? Sure. Yeah, um, a way to reach me um, in person uh, is three one zero nine six three three eight five nine, and I'm based out of Santa Monica. Mm-hmm. And you do Skype work too, right? So people can be global. Yeah. People can be all over the place. I do. Yeah. I do coaching and Great. also um, therapy via Skype. So I have people all over the world, actually. Yeah, that's what I think. That's what I thought. Well, thank you. We have just one minute left. So, um, so thank you again for coming on the show. I, I really, I really appreciate the opportunity to, um, to, to get your input on this, the stuff that I think about with a certain vocabulary, a certain mindset. I really appreciate having your, you know, your, your unique perspective based on all the things that you've been trained to do and have figured out how to do. So thank you again for coming on the show, Maya. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you for having me, Tom. It was, it was fun. It was fun. Great. Great, thank you. And so, to all of you listening uh, live, uh, the 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 best thing you can do right now is to go get the book, but also uh, uh, go get Maya's <laughs> book and check out her site. But also um, uh, subscribe to this podcast and then go root through the archives, <laughs> uh, so that you can um, check out the almost at this point fifty uh, different episodes of this show. And I think that um, uh, the live listenership has increased since I went to Wednesday from Thursday, and I'm I'm thrilled about that. So I want I want you to be aware that there's a, a wealth of information in the archives. Uh, you can do that through uh, my CTR page, The Soul's Journey. Uh, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and all kinds of astrological insights. There are, there are 
uh, two or three shows where I channel the Ascended Master Jehudi, a.k.a. Thoth. And, um, yeah, so thank you again. And uh, next week is Inside Libra and Caller Questions. And uh, join me again. Take care. You've been listening to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs, a fresh look at astrology and soul inspired by channeled wisdom. For more information, tune in every Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific. Connect with Tom directly via www.tdjacobs.com. That's tdjacobs.com.